Matt Schaff and Jared Smola here to run down the week three FanDuel main slate. Jared, running backs obviously have been brutalized by injuries so far, and the main slate this week also loses Christian McCaffrey because he already played on Thursday night, Kyron Williams because he's on Monday night against Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs is off the main slate, the Eagles aren't on the main slate, Rashad White's not there, so... Does all of that have you more interested in paying up for touch certainty at running back or focusing elsewhere instead primarily and then kind of backfilling running back? Yeah, I always want touch certainty at running back. I don't think you need – I think there are some options this week where you can get some of those guys in you know, the 6K range that are going to get touches. I think the big question at running back this week is what to do with Jerome Ford. I mean, if you're like me and have played running backs in cash against the Titans the first two weeks of the season, you know Jamal Williams in week one and Josh Kelly last week, it has not – worked out well but I mean you know just this the savings I mean listen I, I still won in cash both those weeks just because one everyone's been playing those guys so it hasn't really hurt you and two just the salary they open up for you helps get some studs elsewhere so I, I definitely think Ford is in play I think he's less of a value here on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings and we'll talk about those values in a minute but you can find all of the dollars per point values that we will reference in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com it'll give you lots of other info as well in addition to dollars per point values which are based on player salary and our projections for the week you'll find ceiling projections to highlight that player upside that we especially want to target in DFS contests and projected rostered rate for FanDuel contests. So check out all that info, start building your lineups there before you actually enter the contests on FanDuel. Jared QB, we have Patrick Mahomes atop the value list on DK, but he's third on FanDuel behind Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence. Are you looking to any of these three guys for your FanDuel cash lineup? Yeah, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson in cash this week. He, he's um, pretty easily our top dollars per point value at quarterback at $8,200 on Fando. I, I like what I saw uh, for Jackson from this Ravens offense last week in their first full game without JK Dobbins, the Ravens leaned past. They were plus two and a half percent pass rate over expected. And they gave Lamar Jackson six designed rushing attempts. That was up from two in week one. So I do think the Ravens are probably going to pass more and lean on Lamar Jackson, his rushing more without J.K. Dobbins. So that's good for his fantasy value. Nice matchup here, too, against the Colts, who, you know, looked like a, a weak pass defense coming into the season and have allowed the ninth most fantasy points to quarterback so far this season. And even Justice Hill now has an injury issue that we have to monitor this week as well. So, you know, further ding to the run game. So, yeah, there's upside to Lamar Jackson. And he's he's played well so far. He just hasn't delivered fantasy points for us. So that's likely coming. Tournament, who do you like at quarterback? Dak Prescott sticks out to me on FanDuel. Um, he's just $7,600 and we haven't projected for 4% ownership. I think a lot of times people shy away from these quarterbacks in games with huge point spreads, which which I understand, right? Like if, if the Cardinals don't push back. You might not get much from Dak in, in the fourth quarter, or even, you know, much of the second half, but the Cowboys have the second highest implied total on the slate at 27.75 points behind only the Chiefs. So if they're going to score four touchdowns, which, you know, the, this line w- would imply, like if Dak just happens to get all four of those, like that, that's all you need, especially at this price tag. So I think he, he's an interesting play. It's, you know, tough to figure out who to run back from the Cardinal side. You probably don't need to run anyone back if you don't want to. Um, you can just you know play Dak with with CD Lamb and you're probably good to go. 
Yeah, I mean, the these Cowboys have won 40 to nothing and 30 to 10. So it's entirely possible that it's one-sided and you don't actually benefit, especially on the half PPR site where, you know, just piling up receptions is not going to have as positive an impact. And especially in a Cardinals offense that isn't likely to turn those catches into huge yardage. And there's no yardage bonus, even if somebody goes to 100 yards. So I agree. If you play Cowboys here, don't feel like you need to have a run back from the Arizona side. Running back. Just like on DraftKings, we have Isaiah Pacheco leading the dollars per point values, but he's dealing with a hamstring injury this week. We'll see about his status for the game. Is that somebody that we should avoid for DFS use, even if he's good to go hamstring-wise for the game? Definitely in cash. I would not consider Isaiah Pacheco in cash. I can't believe he's projected for 20% ownership on FanDuel right now. I don't think he'll come in that high. We'll see how that you know changes throughout the week. If, he, if he's anywhere near that high, I think he, he's a pretty easy fade in tournaments as well. I was sort of thinking he'd be an under-the-radar play this week. I guess I was wrong about that. But um, I think it's hard for anything Chiefs to go under yeah. the radar because everybody yeah. wants to get in on the points and looks at that team as always a threat to score 35-plus. Yeah, and they're a t- it's a tough passing game to stack because you kind of have to play like Mahomes and Kelsey, right? Like You don't really want to mess with the wide receivers, and Mahomes and Kelsey are so expensive, it's tough to build lineups around them. So it does make sense that Pacheco's you know, not, not going to be under-owned this week. I'm, I'm starting my cash bill with Josh Kelly, though. Um, he's our second best value at running back on FanDuel this week at $6,100. Obviously disappointed last week in that Titans matchup we talked about. But the usage was there for Josh Kelly. He played 79% of the Chargers' offensive snaps, got 13 of the 18 running back carries. And as a much better matchup this week against Minnesota, the Vikings have allowed 4.8 yards per carry to running back so far. And this is just, you know, this game has a 54-point over-under. It's, you know, definitely a game that we want some pieces of in our lineups. We have Kelly for 1% projected ownership right now. That that feels low to me because I think people are going to want to get pieces of this game. But I think uh, the fact that Kelly disappointed last week, and I think people are going to you know lean towards the passing games in this game. I, I do think Kelly probably will be single digit owned, which is you know good enough to play him in tournaments as well. Yeah, Jared, I just looked back through one of my sleeper daily drafts from last night, and he went undrafted. So yep. I don't think that he's going to be appropriately played in DFS this week. I think that makes him a great target, assuming of course that Austin Eckler's out for this game. Tournament at running back, what do you like? Yeah, I want to talk about Kendra Miller here. Um, he's $4,600 on FanDuel. This is a week where you know you have guys like Tony Pollard in a great spot. Justin Jefferson and Tiger Kill are in great spots. So I do think um, you want to find a cheap option or two so you can fit you know at least one, maybe two of those studs in. I think Kendra Miller is worth considering at running back at $4,600. We don't know what his role is going to look like in his regular season debut. He's a rookie who missed all of the spring recovering from a knee injury, missed a lot of time in August with um, another knee injury and a hamstring injury, but he has been a full go in practice so far this week. Jamal Williams is not going to play against the Packers on Sunday. Alvin Kamara is not going to play against the Packers on Sunday. So it's, it's Kendra Miller and Tony Jones at running back. And then, you know, Taysom Hills, I'm sure going to mix in too, but like, I think there's a chance that Miller leads this backfield in carries against a beatable Packers run defense. The Packers have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to running backs through two games. So you don't need a ton at $4,600. And I think, you know, Miller could get enough work and is talented enough to, to, you know, pay off at this price. We haven't talked about Kenneth Walker in any DFS show yet. We, how do you feel yeah. about him this week? He's a great player, right? You have the Seahawks pretty big favorites against a beatable Panthers run defense. It's just Walker $7,600 on Fandle. He doesn't show us a great value. And then he's also coming in at 10% projected ownership, which is not bad. Like you can play him in tournaments, but he's not like flying under the radar. So he's a fine play. Um, you know, just not, not near the top of my list for either cash or tournaments. 
Right. That 10% projected ownership is not a number that would change your plans for a player that you're looking at, but it's also not low yeah. enough to say, oh, I've got to go get some of him because people are underrating him. Wide receiver now, we've got four guys with salaries of 8K plus among the top five in that category. However, those four trail Amari Cooper at 6,200 against the Titans. So are you buying Cooper for cash lineups this week on FanDuel? I am. You know, I don't like that he's already banged up and a guy who has a history of, you know, leaving games earlier or being limited by injuries in game. But I think for $6,200 in this matchup against Tennessee, you know, the Titans are 30th in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers so far. And Amari Cooper has a 22% target share on the season, but when he's been on the field, and this is per Jacob Gibbs of CBS, Cooper has seen a 33% target share. Remember, he, he missed some snaps in that opener with an injury. So when he's been on the field, like he, he's remained the clear leader in this passing game. So that type of volume for this price in this plus matchup, I think Cooper makes sense in cash. Any other cash wideouts on your list? I'm playing Justin Jefferson in cash. You know, it's just an ideal spot against a Chargers pass defense that's been horrible through two weeks in, in a game that, you know, should, should be high scoring. What about turning wideouts? Who do you like? So I'm going to the other Browns wide receiver here, Elijah Moore, who is just a hundred dollars less than Amari Cooper on FanDuel. So we have him right now projected for 0% ownership, which I'm sure he's going to get some ownership, but I think, I do think the fact that he's only a hundred less than Amari Cooper um, is going to keep people off Elijah Moore. He has matched Cooper with a 22% target share so far this season. Now, again, you know, Moore has benefited a bit from Cooper missing some some snaps in the opener. So I do think Cooper is the better bet, but Elijah Moore is not too far behind him. Again, in this great matchup at low ownership at a pretty affordable price. And I agree that the ownership is going to stay down there because he hasn't delivered for us so far. Deshaun Watson hasn't played well for us so far. And we did have Amari Cooper put up a good game on Monday night. So, yeah, that that, that aspect will stay working in Elijah Moore's favor. Tight end. I mean, it looks like on FanDuel, it's just going to be Travis Kelsey leading dollars per point every week, which oh, is yeah. kind of boring, but you also kind of <laughs> get it. So what do you like for cash and tight end? Yeah, he always leads dollars per point, but like he's still $8,000. So it's still like very hard to actually use him in a lineup. So I won't be able to get to Travis Kelsey in my cash lineup. I'm going to go with Sam Laporta in cash, who I just feel best about his role, his offense, his talent. Um, he's just $5,200. He's seen nice volume so far this season. And Amon Ross St. Brown is dealing with some sort of either foot or toe injury that I think he's going to play on Sunday, but he's probably not going to be at 100%. And that could, you know, push an extra target or two to Sam Laporta. And even if you wanted to go expensive for, you know, relative certainty, uh, Mark Andrews is $600 less than Travis Kelsey and certainly still looks like the leader among pass catchers in an offense that's in an upside spot this week. Tournament tight end, you doing anything different? I like David Njoku here. I'm going with another Brown. Um, he's just $5,400. He's actually our third best tight end value on the slate on FanDuel behind only Kelsey and Mark Andrews. 5400 bucks coming in with just 4% projected ownership. Again, we, you know, we saw Njoku get up to a 90% route rate last week. That's elite. We think the Browns are going to pass more in general without Nick Chubb and definitely pass more in this game against Tennessee. We've already seen, um, I, I tweeted this out earlier this week, but I know both teams to face the Titans so far have gone like over 63 or 64% pass, which is, you know, kind of what we expect just, you know, because of what this defense looks like. So I think you're going to get elevated pass volume from the Browns. And I, you know, I think especially at tight end and Joku is still a guy that can make big plays. We saw him make a, you know, a big play in that game against the Steelers on the, you know, quick tight end screen. He took it for, you know, 20, 30 yards. So he still has that type of upside at a position where, you know, most of these guys don't have big play upside. 
you can't tell this by looking at him unless it's summer and he's wearing one of his muscle shirts. But Jared's actually got a David and Joku jersey tattooed onto his the upper torso. So I agree. This is a if a DFS lineup this week in this matchup is the best way to play David and Joku. If you you know believe that this is a good player and a passing game that has upside beyond what we've seen the first two weeks, this is. Uh, one of those spots where if he finishes with, you know, five catches for 70 yards and a touchdown or two, it wouldn't be shocking. It'll seem shocking versus what he's given us point wise before now, but they should be able to pass. They should want to pass here. And I still believe that he's a good player. Exactly. Me too. Favorites for the flex on FanDuel this week. As I think this is a week you can, um, you know, get that third running back in to your cash games on FanDuel. Again, I do think Jerome Ford, hate the matchup we're, you know we're not sure about his role but just f- for the price um he, you know he opens up a lot and then i'm leaning wide receiver in the flex spot for tournaments one guy we didn't mention a wide receiver that i kind of like that i think is going to fly under the radar although you know maybe i'm hoping he did have a big game last week but you know christian kirk just for a couple of reasons one zay jones looks iffy with his knee injury and then uh texan slot corner Tavier Thomas, who's actually been really good so far this season. He's near the top of PFF's coverage grades. He looks like he's going to miss this game with a hand injury. So that would you know upgrade. So, you know, Kirk kind of has two things working in his favor to boost his projection this week. I think that for a cash lineup, I if, if you're not playing Tony Pollard, I would try to lean toward three running backs from the 6K range, uh, potentially, as opposed to going to Jerome Ford for that matchup. But one thing working in his favor is he has the big play speed. So if he does yep. at least get a lane once or twice in the game, he can make up that yardage that's going to be down, um, you know, overall yards per carry, most likely in this matchup. What are your favorite defenses for FanDuel in week three? The Jets pop out as the best value to me on FanDuel. They're down at $3,900, just a talented defense against a you know Patriots offense that yeah they've they've looked okay through two weeks but I, I still think it's you know a neutral matchup at worst and you know still maybe a, a positive matchup. Mac Jones has taken six sacks and thrown two interceptions through two games. The Patriots have a ton of injuries on their offensive line, so it's it's just a good spot for the pass defense and what you know really should be a pretty low scoring game. I'm surprised to see in the lineup generator that the Dolphins at the same price against Denver have higher projected ownership than the Jets defense this week on FanDuel. So we'll see if that changes. I think, I I guess if it doesn't, it's people targeting Russell Wilson more than trying to play a a better Jets defense and maybe, you know, wondering whether the Patriots are simply that much better on offense and not as good a matchup as they were last year. Miami's a fine play. If they jump out to a lead and Wilson has to drop back 40 times, it's a good spot. But if the Jets are going to be lower owned, I would, I would definitely favor the Jets for for both cash and, and tournaments. Yeah, I mean, that's what had me looking at him. I was like, oh, the Dolphins are the same price. They're probably going to come in lower than Jets. Nope, not that way so far. And I think it's probably because Russell Wilson, even though they scored a bunch of points last week, makes for an attractive upside matchup for a fantasy defense. Yeah, for sure. If you're ready to play week three on FanDuel, you should start your play by visiting DraftSharks.com. You will find our DFS tools along with Kevin's cash game and tournament articles. And if you win big, let us know. Tweet at us, jump into the DraftSharks Discord, share it. We'd love to celebrate that win with you. (laughs) 